and welcome to another inspiring podcast from C3 New Hope. For more information about our church and its locations, please visit our website at c3newhope.com.au. Hey C3 New Hope, I hope you're doing well and I hope you've had a great start to your church at home. Well, I hope you've got a comfy spot to be able to listen and relax while you hear this message. Today, I'm going to be sharing from our final week of our TikTok series. But before I get started on my message, I thought I'd give a little quick recap on some of the key thoughts we've heard throughout this series. Crowd favourite, Pastor Ken McLean, did an excellent message a couple of weeks ago where he shared about abiding and living in a way that truly matters so that we can be connected to Jesus. Our church at home can take a look to the left. We've got passion fruit vines growing out the window. Last November, Matt and I planted some passion fruits and they're growing amazing. Some of them are growing so big, we think we might get some land of Canaan size passion fruits and some of them aren't growing that well. They're kind of a little bit small and Matt's getting frustrated looking at them, hoping that they all catch up so they look nice and even. But it doesn't actually matter how amazingly well the vine itself grows if it doesn't have a support structure to be able to hold that vine up. Matt's got some lines and he's got them ready so that as the vine grows, it's got something to support it and something to keep it up. And some of the principles that we've been learning this term in our TikTok series, such as practicing Sabbath and silence and solitude, Pastor Dave Barter from the Blue Mountains um, did an excellent message on silence and solitude and simplicity, the art of contented living. They are some of the support structures that help us in different practices and ways that we can live our life so that we are living a life that's abiding and connected with Jesus. Today I'm going to be sharing about slowing down and about how we can slow down so that we can connect with Jesus and reprioritize our lives. We've got space in our world to be able to connect with Jesus. If I took a cross section of our church, there would be such varying degrees of our needs that we've all got of how much we actually need to slow down. And we're all listening to this message through the different lens of where we are at in our stage of life. Some of us have got um, really heavy demands with young families of family commitments. Some of us are retirees. Some of us have got um, different work responsibilities and we're all on different ends of the spectrum when it comes to our pace of life. Well, you might not be in full sloth mode, but maybe you might be on the other end of the spectrum where you can completely relate to the sweet brown meme. Ain't nobody got time for that. You know, I think about things like ironing kids' uniforms and I think, ain't nobody got time for that. You just got to lie it flat and hope for the best in the morning. But um, we're all on different levels of feeling like we've got um, various needs to be able to slow down. And I don't know about you, but the thought of silence and solitude sometimes can feel almost insurmountable, but somewhere in that mix, we have to fit it in. Perhaps your thought of silence and solitude hasn't got anywhere further than perhaps finding somewhere in the house like your walk-in wardrobe to jump in one of those long trench coats and sneakily eat a chocolate bar hoping that no one will find you. But I completely relate to feeling like we've come off the back of a lot of different demands of juggling um, different routines coming out of lockdown. 
I read a newspaper article recently about COVID fatigue and about how so many people are still in like this heightened state of doing and anxiety from going through such long periods over the last couple of years where we've been working from home, homeschooling, then being stuck in the house so everyone makes so much mess and feeling like this constant feeling of going, 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 going and not really having a place of rest even in our homes where typically our homes would have been a place of sanctuary and it's now turned into a school or it's turned into a workplace. And I don't know about you, but I actually find when I think about this whole topic of slowing down, I find it really challenging. And in so many ways, when I was asked to talk about this subject, I felt like the most unqualified person to talk about slowing down, that it it almost seemed a little bit ironic. Um, And the reason why, and perhaps you relate to to me, is that I actually find it really hard. I've been in a state of being in this cycle of being busy, um, not just in what I do, but busy in my head, in my body, that it's actually a process and it's something that I need to actually go to work on to actually slow myself down. Luke chapter 9 verse 25 says, what good is it for a man to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit their very self? And we can get so busy that we get ourselves so caught up that we can be in moments that are even enjoyable moments and fun moments and key moments but not really be present because we've we've gotten to a state where we are so busy in every part of our soul that we can't fully engage and I want to encourage you today that the goal is to practice slowing down it's not perfection and the end goal isn't silence and solitude although that's really important the end goal is to come back to God and the end goal is abiding. Slowing down is to make space enough so that we can hear from God. The basic idea of, and the practice of slowing is this, that we slow down our body and we slow down our life so that we can slow down our soul enough to be able to pause. And like the Bible verse says, to be able to actually taste and see that God is good. When I was a kid, I have vivid memories of my dad eating dessert and he would eat it so fast that my mum would often say, you pretty much can't even taste that you're eating it that fast. And he's the kind of person that will eat dessert and almost inhale it. And you do think to yourself, my goodness, that's already gone. I've barely even got two spoons in my mouth. And sometimes we can be that in our lives where we're rushing through so much stuff, even like the really good stuff that we actually um, miss some of the good that God's given us in our lives. But if we can slow the noise down and still ourselves um, to be positioned to be able to hear from God, that is a great um, goal that we should all be wanting to achieve. We all hear God through the word. We hear God through open and closed doors. We hear God through other people. And we also hear God through his still small voice. And we hear God through a sense of peace. And we hear his still small voice when we're slowed down enough to be able to actually hear it in the first place. And we achieve peace when our schedules are aligned with his values. Today, I wanna encourage you that even if you're feeling tired or burnt out or overwhelmed at the thought of changing something, Today we're just going to be able to share together and we're gonna have a time in our question time when we can encourage one another about how we can practically take some steps to slow down. 
make some tweaks and make some adjustments so that we can actually start to make some space in our world and start to slow down. I've got some thoughts and examples here from John Mark Comer in the book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, and also from the book, The Rest of God. And I'm gonna go through them and they're fairly practical thoughts, but perhaps there might be a couple of take home points here that you might be able to take on board and in your own lives and see if you can put them into practice. First one is to turn your smartphone into a dumb phone. And ways that you can do that is to remove things like your emails that's not necessary, take social media off your phone if you're finding it's becoming a big distraction, delete your notifications so that your phone's not constantly pinging at you and demanding your attention all the time, and ditch news apps or apps that swallow so much of your attention and take up heaps of noise in your head. Another one is to put your phone to bed and make it sleep. So actually turning on airplane so that when you're sleeping, you're not even having a ping or it's not going off all the time and you've actually got a time when it's actually switched off. Another one is to keep your phone off until you've had some quiet time in the morning. It's similarly to what goes in the first start of your day when you eat, apparently if whatever you eat for the day, Scientists say, research says that that actually triggers off in our, in our body, that if you, whatever you start eating as the first thing in the day, that actually sets up your cravings and what patterns that you go on to eat for the rest of the day. So if you're starting off your day with sort of junk food and really sugary foods, your body's probably gonna really crave sugary foods. If we can start our day off in a slowed way, um, starting off in God's word, starting off in prayer and worship and meditating on the Lord. We set up our day in a practice where we are actually stilled and setting up our day to have a slower pace. Number four is to set times for emails and stick to it. Don't be a slave to your email inbox. I know that for me, I love to have that message that comes up, says all your emails are read or they're in all their folders, like response folders but don't always um, feel like you have to go straight to your email and actually set dedicated times aside to be able to go in there and check that. Set a time for social media and stick to it. That's a really hard one. I know that um, my phone records different times that different apps are spent on different apps and sometimes it can be a little bit horrifying when you look at that, um, but that's a one that we can all probably be encouraged about getting off social media as much as possible. TV, even more than social media, TV consumes so much of our spare time. The CEO of Netflix has said that his biggest competition is sleep. And um, I think that says it all. Number seven is to single task and be fully present in the moment. I can't ex um, explain or express how important it is to feel like we, in our soul, like we can actually be present. We can miss so much good in f if we're not um, fully present in the moment. Number eight is to take a regular day alone for silence and solitude. And um, depending on where you are at your stage of life, sometimes that can be a little bit tricky, but it's a great thing to be able to work towards being able to schedule that in. Maybe it could be your, um, your husband or a family member. You might even be able to ask your mum to help look after the kids so that you can have some time out and schedule some time in to do something for yourself. Number nine, if you can, to take long vacations. You can't half tell that that one was written by an American, can you? Vacation. Um, Matt and I actually have um, discovered 
over time that we find it more restful when we take longer holidays versus the short, quick snap ones. And I know that's sort of like is a bit of a duh. Of course, you're going to have a great holiday if you're having a longer holiday. But sometimes it's just so much work to be able to pack up everything, organise, clean in your house as if the Queen's coming so that when you come back home, you feel like you've got a nice clean house. Sort someone out to um, look after the dog, all that kind of stuff that by the time you get there, you feel tired. And then you've had this little holiday and you get back home. Sometimes you come back home feeling more tired than what you were before you left. So where you can take a longer holiday so that you can get yourself into a state of rest. And number 10 was to cook your own food and eat in. I read that one and laughed a little bit because I thought clearly the person that wrote that one doesn't cook in their house very regularly. Um, Because for me, cooking doesn't feel like I'm slowing down. But for some people, just having a slow meal and cooking and eating might be a great way for your family to relax and have a nice slow pace of a night. Here's some things that come from me um, on um, slowing down and I'm a pretty simple person so these might sound really basic but they're things that I enjoy, simple things that I enjoy to slow down. First one is to make a cup of tea and just sit on my alfresco. My family tease me and they yell out, oh, mum's looking at the cows again because I love just sitting on the alfresco, having a cup of tea and watching the cows across the road. And for me, that's a really simple way to slow down and relax and I really enjoy it. Uh, Another one is popping my earphones in, listening to some music and walking my dog. It's so simple, but it's something that I love to be able to slow down just take some time out of my day and be able to go on a walk and listen to music. Another one is to go to places out in nature and go for a walk with friends. One of my favourite places to go to is Kent Lynn. It's a great walk. I highly recommend it. The stairs will kill you on the way back. But, um, you know, even our kids, they'll beg us, can you ring Hendo and organise a walk to Kent Lynn? And doing simple things like that is such a great way to be able to slow down and just enjoy God's creation. Another thing that I've done is enrolled in a ceramics course. I love doing ceramics and creative things. And um, it's not as glamorous as some Patrick Swayze thing of using a pottery wheel. It's actually really hard. And one of the things that's actually been really good about doing ceramics for me is that it's so hard. It's not something that you can produce quickly. It's such a slow process to be able to make ceramics that the practice of actually doing something really slowly has been really good for me in Um, having some light and shade and things where I like to do things really fast to be able to do something that's really slow and creative has actually been something that I've found a lot of enjoyment out of and maybe you too could find something that you enjoy that is something nice to be able to take some time out and do. And then the last one here is Marie Kondoing your life. Pretty much going through and anything that doesn't spark joy or isn't useful or isn't needed to get rid of it. Um, My family know very much so when I'm starting to go in Marie Kondo mode, Matt will say, strap yourselves down kids because mum might chuck you out. But living a really simple life of having what you need and not chasing after stuff can actually be such a great practice of slowing down. That there's, it's such a great thing when you can be content and not feel like you have to race and chase after um, different things, but just slow down and be happy happy in what you've got and relax in that. 
So can I encourage you to organize your life around three really simple goals. Number one is to slow down. Number two is to simplify your life around the practices of Jesus. And number three is to let the practices that we've learned in this TikTok series of Sabbath, silence and solitude and um, simplicity to be the trellis that supports your structure of living a life abiding with Jesus. Paul in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 10 to 11 says, We urge you, brothers and sisters, to make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. And the irony of that is that he uses the words ambition and then next to the word quiet. And out of all the objectives that Paul could have chosen, it could be, um, you know, live an important life or impactful life because he's, he's really finishing off by trying to really inspire people but he's saying to live a quiet life and I think that's because there's so much joy that can come out of the simplicity of just living a quiet peaceful life. Well I'm going to leave you so that you can encourage each other and spur each other on about different ways that you can slow down. Um, wives, can I encourage you? Encourage your husbands to go and slow down. Sometimes men can be people that love to feel like they've got to produce something each day, whether it be making something out in the garden, I don't know, doing something with your hands, feeling like you've actually achieved something. But sometimes the best thing that you can do is to encourage your husband to get out and play a game of golf, go and ride your bike, go and do something fun. And husbands, encourage your wives to let stuff just wait, stuff can wait, and have some time out and slow down and just relax. We hope you've been encouraged by this message. For more information about C3 New Hope and its locations, please visit our website at c3newhope.com.au.